Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Hi, I'm a medical guy. And I'm here to give you the facts about Vax. Fact. Vaccinations cause autism, paralysis, and even death, 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 death. Fact. Vaccinate rhymes with masturbate. Would you let a doctor do that to your kid? <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. All righty. <laughs> Episode 152. Planet Mikey Podcast, marching toward a million downloads slowly and inexorably. Listened to by thousands each week, loved by hundreds, and brought to you by Leonard Hair Transplant Associates. Call it uh, this number right here, 1-800-GET-HAIR, or visit hairdr.com. Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Dr. Robert Leonard will re reinstall your missing hair, and it'll be your own hair. You'll be all glad about it. Uh, we have a special guest tonight, but first let me introduce Bill Smithy Man Smith. Thank you. Smitty is a legendary uh, radio legend. He's in a legendary status of radio legendism. Thank you. Uh, also, soon-to-be radio legend Ben Kitchen. I heard Ben over the weekend on the WEEI uh, Providence Airwaves with, yeah, uh, what's you, his friend? You texted Mark me Dundere. and said uh, that the, you, he actually sounded he great. Sounded, he sounded, not, not only did he sound, he sounded like it was his show, and he was in charge, and he was directing traffic with the show. It was good. Yeah, it was well, good. Actually, good. really no, great. Thank you. You know, and I've never said that to you before. In fact, no, no one's ever said that to you before. Correct. <laughs> Uh, but it was good. Logic, banter. You were using all your every arrow in Both your skills. I have every arrow in your quiver. Wow. <laughs> and in fact, I thought it was a great. Ben Kitchen is his name. He should change his radio name to Ken Bitchin, and it would he would just take off like a rocket. Bitchin with Kitchen. Uh, now my life has been full of uh, people named Bill, and they've all had an impact on my life. Uh, of course, there's Bill, uh, Billy O. You know my friend Billy O. Down in Florida, my Billy best friend. Yep. Bill Patrick, who I was roommates with, and before he went to ESPN and turned into kind of a shitball. Bill Lee. Uh, Bill Lee. Yeah. Uh, the spaceman, and uh, of course our guest today, a guy I worked with. If I, I if this is right, I Wait, can't you, believe uh, it. you left out uh, Bill Smith. Oh, you're sitting right here. I introduced Son you first. What do you want from me? Yeah, well, your friend Bill. I thought I was going to be on that list. Hey, send me the bill. Um, I, Bill Pito is uh, just an unbelievable character. He, I worked with him 29 years ago, almost 30 years ago, when NECN first uh, busted loose as New England's regional cable network. And we're happy to reconnect with our, my old pal Bill Pito right now. Pito. What's up? What's, so remember this. It's New England Cable News. 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 Followed by news. <laughs> Followed by news. Right. Followed by <laughs> I'd say after that this program. That launched 30 years ago in March. March of 92. Right. Do you believe it's been 30 years I in March? I can't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable that much time has gone by. And since then, so much has happened. I'm on my second wife. Uh, I've got two two children that are not even sub-teenagers. You've got daughters, right? Two daughters, 22 and 20, and I, it's amazing I still have my hair. Well, if you if you run into a problem with that, call Dr. Robert Leonard. <laughs> no, I don't need your no. uh, sponsor there. No, you've got Although, good hair. You have good hair. You've the, always the, had the good daughter, TV hair. The daughters can, you know, how the daughter... You have girls? I'm, or what's the breakdown? I well, forgot. I'm sorry you brought that up. My daughter is uh, now in her, in her early 40s. No way. Yeah, and uh, she hasn't talked to me since she was in her 30s. <laughs> 
Is that is that true? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but we can talk about that off the air. You know, the thing about Pito is this is unbelievable. You know, he's got good TV hair. You know, that's like you know, it's dark. And but you don't dye it, do you? Your hair is that naturally? No, yeah. like, no. like Ron Burgundy. It's really good. Yeah. But he also had when we had him on the TV back in the early '90s, he had hair between his eyebrows that was a connected. It was like uh, who's that basketball player? Right? Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You you had a, we called it a mono brow or a uni brow, and we used to give you more shit about that. I know, I know. For no I reason, haven't, I haven't touched it. It's one heck of a. I don't. It's a bridge over troubled water. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you used to have keep toothpicks in there for you know in case you needed one. Those were the good old days. So Bill Pito, and it, it, I remember him constantly spe- having to spell his last name to people on the phone. I'd say yeah, he'd say hi. This is Bill Pito. P I D isn't David T isn't Thomas O. Right. So. Here it is, P E A D O U G H. Ah, there you go. Phonetically, right, right. <laughs> Phonetically, please. Now, no one gets it right. I know. I but I we get it right. It's, it's ingrained in our memories. You, I got to tell you something. This is really, really weird. Now you've gone on and done stuff. You're on MSG Network and so on and so forth. You had a great career, ESPN, but. People always text me or tweet me or on Facebook, how's Pedo? Like, it's like I, they think I talk to you every afternoon. How's Pedo doing? You, like, lasted in the memory of the, the viewers of that network indelibly. Well, we had a lot of fun. I mean, all kidding aside, we, we – <laughs> I mean, you would come on, do your uh, first block of highlights, yeah. the serious news block. Yep, that's right. Tongue-in-cheek. Then I would come on, right? And then we would just remember we had Eric, our producer, who was the best, by the way. He's very successful. What's he doing? Well, you know, he's a, a basically a uh, syndicator of original content. He did Amish Mafia. He does the Shark Week stuff. I mean, he's like he's big stuff. His company, Hot Snakes Media, is constantly booking shows on major uh, na- national networks, and he's. He's just as good as we thought he was, except we didn't let and him. And he never, you, and he never called us. That's that's hurtful. Well, what, what's he going to do? A saga about your your eyebrow? I mean, you no. got to you have <laughs> well, a job. Know. We could do what we did back at Necken on the New England Cable News <laughs> Network with Kevin Roach with with Charlie Kravitz what? with Roy Hobbs. Please. Oh, the, the late Roy Hobbs. Yeah. Hey, right. Bill, tell us a story that Mike never told us about something Mike did. Oh, God. You know I doing. will tell you I was a little bit late. Uh, I apologize. Five minutes late for this uh, interview. But, Mike, uh, if we if Mike was five minutes late, we would have celebrated that as a fact that he was only five minutes late. <laughs> um, there was the dreaded commute from Vernon, Connecticut. Yeah, Ellington. Yeah, 86 uh, miles each way. Right. Now, wait so a minute. What about I, your commute right now? You go from Connecticut to New York. Isn't it just as far? I stay a lot. I stay over a lot. Oh, and you, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I do uh, the hockey and the basketball. So uh, in the summer, we don't do a lot. So thankfully, oh good, yeah, I didn't so, have to move. But, so Mikey um, was late all the time. Would you believe now that he's always early and super yeah. anal and a pain in the ass if anyone's more than thirty I, seconds late? Pito, now I've totally changed my stripes when it I comes to that. It. I was it's ob- true. I was so obnoxious in being late. It's like I didn't care about anybody else's feelings on any of that stuff, and I completely stopped doing drugs. <laughs> no, I I, I completely. I'm really early now, all the time for everything. In fact, I'm never late. So, where do you guys? Where are you as you take this? Are you all in the same spot? Yeah, we're at uh, the, uh, the Epic Studios of uh, this is the uh, what do you call it? Pelham Island uh, Studio, where many famous bands have recorded their albums. Yeah. Pito, okay, and we do. And the you're podcast. on time. 
I'm on time every single week. I'm early, actually. I'm early, you know, which is wow. un unbelievable. Uh, we did have a, kind of a loose, I don't know, loose formatics on that show it, because it was live TV. Now, you know and I know, Bill Pito, that there's a vast difference between live and taped anything. Right. And when the fun part, the adrenaline part of doing that show was we didn't ever know what was going to happen on the show. Ever. I've never, and all these, Mike, seriously, and I, I'm not just saying this because I'm on, I've never seen a guy just be able to sit down and just do it without any, like, preparation wasn't our thing. Like, <laughs> on, on, time, on time arrival wasn't our thing. Right, right. And you had no idea in that first block. I don't think you had any idea what was coming, but no. you always got through it. And you used to have to stop once in a while, and I'd make a mistake, and you'd say... If you would just peruse the copy, please. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Look at the script once. I was right? telling these guys here off the air that uh, that you off the air were as caustic as, as anybody. You could, if we had a really bad show, let's say Jimmy Young came in and ruined it some night and did a thing, you know, did something that made us sick. <laughs> Afterwards, you'd, I'd walk out and you'd say, you'd look at me and you'd say, assessment. And I'd, say, I'd, look, I'd shake my head, you know, and you'd say, tragic you'd walk away <laughs> i mean we we were so awful we were and mike mike uh, what's his name uh, lynch called us triple a which is kind of what we were we were triple a at that time i know but it was fun yeah you know we didn't take any of it too seriously you know what i mean no well we couldn't you know we had to make fun of ourselves right from the get-go because we were going to have technical as you call them snafus <laughs> right right and we had the callers right yeah yeah the callers were great you know and you didn't know what they were going to say you know i was like after you left i don't know you know howard green right he replaced you yeah i remember him yep well howard green didn't really get it that, that we were going to get that kind of stuff so one guy called up and said, you know, this is this is all live. You know, we're looking right at the camera. And the guy calls up. And now, he wait, said, there's no delay. No delay. Okay. No delay whatsoever. So the guy calls up and he goes, hey, Howard. Howard goes, yeah. He says, you have a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So then, now they show me and I'm like, I'm trying to hold back my laughter. So I said to the call, I said, your mother didn't mind. <laughs> and this is, and, and you can imagine Charlie Kravitz and Phil Balboni at home going, this is my news oh, network. God. You know, we're all buttoned oh, down. Oh, <laughs> Respectable. And the, the irony uh for your colleagues and the people listening to this, I don't know that they are aware of the highbrow nature of that network and the right. the the NPR esque sure. philosophy of like the twelve minute documentary on some kind of you know what I yeah, mean right yeah. it was just so we were like the, we were definitely the toy department in that place well they I were mean, and they were trying to fill twenty four hours of news at a news network with, with limited staff and limited experienced staff no and, but it was so highbrow it about was. the issues yeah. of the day and all that other stuff yeah that right? was Balboni remember Iris Adler please yeah <laughs> Iris Adler please <laughs> she and Phil Balboni were so highbrow never mind monobrow that you had their their eyebrows were up in their You're hairline right. am I right and Charlie Kravitz was great you know he hired hired me hired us you know he, he was great bless his heart for that but he had no sports knowledge none what other guy <laughs> in the history of boston civilization have you ever met that didn't give a hoot about the red sox and patriots or the celtics not even a little bit you know he, right? i had one incident right, with, yeah i had one incident with charlie where I, I was on the air and i was talking about randy johnson the big unit whatever and i called him the big unit a few times and Ch charlie corners me at necn studios <laughs> and says he goes, Mike, you can't say that on the air. I said, what? He said, big unit. You can't say that. I said, that's his nickname. He goes, come on. Now, come on. I said, no, that's really. And I called an intern over. I go, hey, kid, come here. Come over here. Tell him what uh, Randy Johnson's nickname is. And he looks at Charlie. He goes, big unit. 
And Charlie right. goes, oh, my God. You know, he, didn't, he had no idea about Randy Johnson's nickname. We had that constantly. Uh, now, the thing about Eric Evangelista, though, he was very brilliant in getting us to maximize uh, the entertainment value of the show because right, you know, right. we, we didn't, you know, you and I go on forever and ever. We did fake shows in front of the green screen from the moon. You know, right. we're doing we're doing a Friday night show from Vince Coleman's house after a firecracker exploded. Right. right. You know, we had How about all, the Hal McRae melt the Hal McRae meltdown. Remember oh yes, that? right. That was Pito's. But we said he we had Pito do an imitation. Is this when he ripped the phone yes. out and threw it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's shoving stuff across the conference. Tell the just, story. I've never heard this story. How McRae it's got, still on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that. And we'll put it up there because it was funny. Uh, we said, Pito, reenact the Hal McRae tantrum and he, when he got pissed in the locker room in the uh, office and threw the phone at the reporter and hit him in the face and all that stuff. So Pito starts, Pito starts throwing shit, chairs and everything around his conference room. And he's like, I'm sick of this bullshit. You suck. You don't yell at me. You know, it was, it was hysterical. But Eric was good at the behind-the-scenes pranks. You know, Jimmy was, you know, Jimmy. I'd say, what happened last night's show? You know, and, and you'd say... Jimmy, please. You, oh, you give me one word, <laughs> one word answer. Well, he got back at Jimmy in the best possible way, and I hope Jimmy doesn't listen to this because well, maybe he already knows about it. Eric Evangelista went to the store, Sudbury Farms, Bill. Yes, and yeah, he, and he pulls out, he buys some chicken parts, legs, thighs, and, and he puts them in the back of the file drawer of Jimmy Young's desk, oh. all the way in the back, God. raw chicken parts, and leaves them there. About two weeks later. Everything started to stink in the bullpen area. <laughs> and I mean, right where Jimmy sits, this stinking, awful, rotting chicken smell. And then finally, Jimmy says, I got to find out what's on. He opens up his drawers. He pulls all of his files out. And the very last file in the very back was these purple, hairy chicken parts from, oh about, from about three months ago. Oh, God. Uh, that was life in the The face. thing I remember, Mike, about Jimmy, he was always talking to his uh, kids. Remember, he used to say, hey, Gaby, make sure you eat your peas. <laughs> eat your peas. <laughs> <laughs> he said at dinner time, Gaby, make sure you Gaby. eat your peas. Hi, Gaby. Hi, did you eat your peas? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Every night, right? And we'd have to listen to that. It was funny. But, you know, Jimmy's turned out all, you know, he, he's still got the back hair. We were going to Velcro him to a, one of the chairs one time because he's got more back hair than anybody. And I, I said to him one night in the air, I said, why the back hair is sticking out of the top of your collar? I said, where'd you go, Tufts? He did. He went to Tufts. <laughs> anyway, so Bill Pito's our guest. He's uh, on MSG. Now, here's kind of what happened to you. You were with us from 92 to 93, and then ESPN2 launched, and you auditioned, and you got the gig. Right. And you and Carl Ravitch. Well, you know what happened? Uh, Ravitch and I started together in upstate New York. That We auditioned against each other. In February of 93 for the Sports Center spot, and they hired him. Yeah. I don't know if you remembered me, but I was like comatose for six weeks after that. Yeah, you were kind of upset. Not happy. And then I got hired uh, for ESPN2's launch. Do you remember the agent named Gene Sage, please? I do not. You, I know that was your agent, but I don't remember. Uh, did I meet? No, didn't you, didn't you work with her? Uh, uh, maybe not. No, I, I worked with a couple other flunkies before Ken Fishkin <laughs> came along. But uh, why, what did she, she's the one that got you that... Uh, Second crack at that? Yeah, I um, <laughs> is this, I, they, is this I didn't subject? re-audition. They, they, I guess after that February '93 audition, I guess they just they just called in August. Yeah, uh, and, for and the launch of the uh, launch of the Deuce. Yeah. yeah, and then you were on the Deuce, and then and then you were on with Berman on the Sunday on the uh, NFL Sunday Show, right? Yeah, and then I had a precipitous fall from Brace. 
<laughs> what, what, what did you do? That? What I, happened? I, I peaked early. I mean, I, I, I was there two years. Ago. I wasn't ready necessarily for that show. I went on that show. And then I kind of just, you know, uh, then a couple of years after that, I find myself on the news. The news. Followed by news, ESPN <laughs> news. I'm always on the stations that do news. West Coast. Followed by news. The, the West Coast feed, too, no less. <laughs> oh, man, ESPN news. You said oh, to me one God. day, you said, I used to be on with Berman NFL Sunday, and now I'm doing news, 2 a.m. from the West Coast. <laughs> right. What's right. happened to my career? By the way, your career right. has been fine. You know, you've had, you've had a great. And by the way, here's the other thing. People at ESPN loved you. Now, let me tell you the the Keith Olbermann story. Okay, I'm down. That'll in, happen. Uh, that'll happen. <laughs> was the the I'm down in spring training and uh, watching a game or something, and Keith Olbermann realized that I knew you and worked with you, and kept following me around for literally two hours, asking me more and more pedo stories. He said, and I, I went outside to smoke a butt. This is back when I smoked butts. I went outside. Keith Olbermann follows me outside. He goes, I need more pedo stories. I need more pedo stories. I'm writing a book with, uh, with uh, Dan Patrick. So I tell him the story. And if you don't mind, I'll tell everybody this story, Bill, because you were on the way to the bathroom when it happened. It was very funny. <laughs> We're, we're in. The, I'm in the cafeteria. Of, I'll never forget this. Of, I, remember, I remember like it was yesterday. It's 30 years ago. I'm in the cafeteria at Necken, and I'm grabbing a Snapple. And uh, I'm watching the little TV monitor in there, and it said this guy in Connecticut got out of uh, – they let him out on a, on a release program to visit his family for the weekend, and he killed his wife and kids and then waited for them to pick him back up and take him back to jail. So I, Pito goes by. He's on his way. He's got like 15 magazines under his arms. He's heading to the men's room because he used to spend some serious time in there. Um, and I said, Pito, you look at this. This guy gets out of jail on a work release, goes home, kills his wife and kids, and then waits for them to come pick him up. And you said, well, that'll happen. <laughs> Which was the most the most ridiculous thing. Peter was in a hurry to get to the men's room. He walks away. I think to myself, that won't happen. That doesn't happen. And so I told uh, Oberman that story, and it ended up un- in a chapter in his book called "That'll Happen." And the whole the whole pedo stories. And I said, and he he did give me credit for the story at least, you know. But uh, I don't know whatever's happened to Oberman. You know, that guy he's a he's lost his mind. I yeah. think. But yeah. in any event. Um, I, I showed a lack of rem- necessary remorse. <laughs> Everybody at that place uh, had, had their own pedo stories, and you were uh, kind of a legend there. Now, how did you get involved with MSG, please? So in '09, um, uh, the, the 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 Dan Ronane used to run uh, MSG and was a big hockey guy. He remembered me from uh, the hockey I did on ESPN two. And they had an opening, and then I, I got hired. Uh, the guy who got me in here was a guy that represents Kenny Albert, so he kind of had an inkling they were looking for somebody. And uh, so I've done a lot of Rangers, and I'm now doing the Knicks predominantly. Um, so, I'm, um, you know, and, and it's uh, it's been great for me because uh, I'm a native New Yorker. I moved west when I was seven. but Yeah, you weren't born in Palo Alto. No, no. I was born in Manhattan. All my uh, family's pretty much back, was back here uh, when I was a little boy. And uh, – you know, the first team I ever watched as a little kid was the Nick teams that won championships. So being back here, being around the team and being the studio host for the games has been a, a real thrill for me. Oh, I'm gonna, I also you, do uh, Rangers, too, uh, but but it's mainly I'm mainly the Knicks host now. Well, yes. And I'm, and you got that 150 thing going, which everybody loves. Right. Everybody loves that. Right. Bill Pito on, on Twitter is at Bill Pito. 
Yes. P-I-D as in David, T as in Tom. Oh, please. <laughs> right. Now, I'm going to give you a quiz before we're through with this, this podcast about the Rangers. I'm going to see how you do because this is, we, we quiz people when they come on the show here. But first, let me just reiterate a couple of things you might not remember. You used to be the producer and uh, the co-host of the uh, of the Sports World show. And right. we'd have a, a, a dearth of guests. We, we, we had a hard time getting good guests. So well, that's what, why I, I – I, pardon me for interrupting. When you said you were going to give me a little gift card for this appearance, I thought to myself back in the day – we always promised a gift card for those that came <laughs> on our show, but they knew. never happened to make it into the mail. <laughs> now, Kevin Roach took them. <laughs> Jerry Callahan still waiting for his, uh, his, his gift certificate. Right, from 1993. Uh, right. That's terrible. Um, no, I forgot. What, oh, yeah. I was going to tell you about this. You, you booked a guest and it became one of the most famous stories of uh, bad guestism. Uh his name was Cleveland Wade. Do you remember him? I, I, I don't. He was a, a caddy on the senior tour. Uh, African-American gentleman. Int- nice man. Very nice smile. Happy guy. But we thought for some reason he was going to have some amazing in-depth stories of the senior tour. And Bill, Bill <laughs> Pito books him on the show. He comes on and the guy had no stories. It's just he was a nice guy, but he didn't have he didn't have a single story that was one word answers. He, he yeah, and and he was I'd say he was so it must have been fun doing a senior tour. He'd, he'd say yeah yeah it was <laughs> okay. So he got no stories. After one block, we uh, broomed him. We. <laughs> Did you give him a gift certificate? Pedo came out. How was that? Tragic. Tragic. But uh, we, we used to have some. We had some, we had some real beauties. We really did. Oh, my we had goodness. Some, and Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin Roach was the, uh, was the assistant news director, and who he had no chin. But he, uh, you got up in his face one time. It was beautiful over some, some issue. <laughs> And Pete always like a junkyard dog. You get him, you will finally get him over the line where he's pissed off, and he'll get right in your face. Yeah. You remember that? Did one? I really? Go, I don't remember going after him. Yeah, a little bit. You didn't hurt him. You just kind of. What's the worst him. you two ever got into it? We didn't really get into any big fights. You know, that's the thing about Pete. He's really great to work with. Always funny, but off the air, you know. You, you know, you and I would sit, we'd order pizza, right? It comes steaming hot to the studio. And instead right. of letting it cool down, Pito would jump right in. And I'd burn say, my damn, burn my tongue every time. Yeah, you burn the roof of your mouth and your tongue. And I'd say, Pito, why don't you wait until it cools down? And you'd say, no. You don't, that way you don't get to grease. <laughs> <laughs> what? I say, what's wrong with, what is wrong with you? And then we go out and get the Boston chicken all the time. It was, oh, we, my yeah. God. Remember that? Every every time it was a good it was a good time for all of us. So uh, you, we do live. Pete would do live shots. We'd say we done a live shot from the Boston Garden. You know, couldn't get in or something. So we'd have credential. He'd do it from the car. You know, he'd be a freezing cold car where you always see his breath blowing out. He did it from the. Remember when the the lights blew? You did a live shot from the furnace in the back of Necken. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? I tell you, uh, it was we had. I don't know how many viewers we had, but we had fun. Yeah, we were on the B trunk, so we had half as many as we should have had. Yeah, no, yeah. no question about that. Um, well, okay, here's the quit the trivia quiz. And before you hang up on this podcast, I did a tribute song. Well, actually, I didn't. I handed it to. Uh, we got Joe Castiglione and Jerry Truppiano uh, to do to do the song uh, for you. But first, let me give you this quiz. You ready? Yep. Ten questions. New York Rangers trivia for Bill Pito. What year were the New York Rangers founded? This is multiple choice. Was it 1946, 56, 26, or 1936? 36. Eh. Oop. 
Sorry. Mm. 1926. Oh, he's 0 for 1. I think this could be really rough. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did the Rangers defeat to win their first Stanley Cup championship? Was it Toronto, Maple Leafs, Montreal Maroons, Detroit Red Wings, or Boston Bruins? Montreal. Montreal Maroons. He's one for two. Three, what curse was blamed for the New York Rangers Stanley Cup championship drought from 1940 through 1994? What curse? Was it Chapman's curse, Simpson's curse, Dutton's curse, or Gorman's curse? Gorman's curse. No. Red Red Dutton, the coach and GM, declared that the Rangers would never win the Cup for as long as he lived. It apparently worked when he died in 87. At the age of 88, the Rangers were in their 47th season without having won the Cup. Red Dutton is the correct answer. This is not going to go well. I got. I'm one for three. What am I? One for three. One for three. All you need is six to pass with a D. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, number four. What's handed out in the locker room to the player of the night? Broadway after- hat. Yep. Exactly. He doesn't even have to wait for the. He should get double credit for that. Two for four. Uh, who wins the? Who was the first Rangers goaltender with 40 wins in a season? Was it Enrique Lundqvist, Ed Jockerman, Gump Worsley, or Mike Richter? Ed Jockerman. Mike Richter. No, jeez. Yeah, 93-94. Number six, what was the first jersey number retired by the Rangers? Was it seven, nine, one, or three? Seven. Rod, Rod Gilbert. Oh, very good. <laughs> he was right. Very good. All right, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's back on the track. <laughs> Number seven, which player set franchise records for goals and points during the 05-06 season? Was it Yager? Yager. Yep. Yager. It is Yager. Number eight, who was the first captain of the New York Rangers? Was it Frank Boucher, Art Coulter, Bill Cook, or Ott Heller? Boucher. Bill Cook. Scored the first goal in franchise history. Two Stanley Cup champions. And number nine question is, who was the first Ranger to win the NHL Rookie of the Year? Was it Penty Lund, Grant Warwick, Edgar LaProd, or Kirby Kilby McDonald? The last, na- the last choice. Kilby. Yeah. Ex- exactly right. All right, here, this is it. Let's see, see if he passes. Ready? Where am I at? Five? Yeah, you got five. Who was the oh, first boy. rookie in NHL history to score hat-tricks in two consecutive games. Was it Grant Warwick, Steve Vickers, Brian Leach, or Kilby McDonald? It was Steve Vickers. It was! Pito in a 6 out of 10, he gets a D. Hey, that'll that's get you to, get you to Cornell, big. you know. As the that's young that's kids big. would say, that was poggers. <laughs> that's Bill Pito, and he went to that's Cornell. Big. Yeah, and he graduated. And, barely, uh, barely. And was barely. clearly one of the most fun people in my 43-year <laughs> broadcast history to work with. Pito, we love you. You're the man. Thank that, you so much. Wait, if you ever come through Connecticut, will you text me, please? I'm going to, and I'm going to be there because you know I'm from there. And we got this one song for you to listen to. Oh, yeah. Hold on, Pito. Just hold on one more second. <laughs> I, I love these So guys. clearly we've gotten our shit together yeah, since the time you were on Necking with Mike. <laughs> this sounds very familiar to Mr. <laughs> All right. So, Dr. Robert Leonard, 1-800-GET-HERE. How, how many offices? They got five. I'll tell you where they are. Newton, Warwick, Braintree, Boston, Salem, New Hampshire. My hair was restored by Dr. Robert Leonard, and I think I look like a, a male model right now. You do. I'm like the Fabio of this podcast. They use the hair right between your eyes, right? Well, for Pito, that's what they would do. And you've got that Bill that Pito. Look about you right now. That head of hair is beautiful. That would be a donor hair area for Pito. Is right between the eyes. Right. Where he, if he needed some filling, could call me. 
Uh, call Dr. Robert Leonard at 1-800-GET-HERE. You get a free no-obligation con- uh, no ob- consultation. They're really good people. And the number is 1-800-GET-HERE. And Dr. Matthew Lepresti is a master, and I, God, love him. All right. Thank you for thank you for calling, and may God bless. All right. Here's Bill Pito's tribute song. Pito, have a good night. Listen carefully to this. Now we did this for you. Okay, boys. All Thanks right. for having me on. Everybody. Pito missed the boat that day. He left the shack, but that was all he missed, and he ain't coming back. At a two-stone bar in a juke joint car And he made a stop joke Just long enough to grab a handle Off the top joke Next stop, Chi-Town Pito put the money down Let him roll He said, one more job Ought to get it One last shot Before we quit it one for the road. Hey, Pito! Whoa, 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 whoa. He's for the money. He's for the show. Rito's waiting for the go. Hey, Pito! Wow, 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 wow. He said, one more job on to get it. One last dicey shot before we quit it. One more for the road, Joe. Pete'll be running, having great big fun till he got the note. Saying, toe the line or blow it. And that was all she wrote, True. He'll be making like a beeline, heading for the borderline, going for broke. That's Shaw's! Saying one more hit ought to do it. This joint ain't got nothing to it. One more for the road. For the money, he's for the show. Pito's awaiting for the go. Pito! One bull job ought to get it. One last snack we regret it. One more for the road.